<laughs> you serious? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough Cut Retrospective, episode 65. We're doing uh, doing something a little different this week. I'm very excited, but to introduce first my co-host, Mr. Carter Sims. Hello, Carter. How are you? You can't handle the truth. Oh, wow. Get That's it? a little clue to what we're doing this week. But is it? before we go into that, oh, yeah, it is. We got to introduce our infamous guest of podcast <laughs> rivalry from the Cody and Corbin have a podcast podcast, Mr. Cody Webb. Hello. How are you? I'm doing amazing. Really appreciate it. That's a hell of an intro. A lot better than anything Corbin could give me. So really yes. appreciate it. There we go. We love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we had to break down the beef. I didn't know that there was beef, but I'm here now to break it down. So. <laughs> I think it Very was uh, imagined beef. Uh, yeah. Just yeah, to create like some great described lore. It as beef. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. I mean, there's a little like, I don't even think I follow you guys on Instagram. So maybe that's the beef. <laughs> wow. There's okay. The you goes. created beef. Here it is. <laughs> there it is. But yeah, man, I'm super excited to be on the pod i'm a genuine fan of you guys and um that's so nice I think this is gonna be just a fun episode especially uh like what we're theming it around um i think mm-hmm. i have some you know bold uh you know takes coming so very yeah. excited uh, appreciate you guys for having me on you for bet, our man. audience uh we i i knew corbin through like a work thing over the past summer and then we all kind of started doing different like podcast guest appearances and now we're finally having cody over here i believe we had corbin over for the a24 podcast that we correct and then i did uh which one did i do for you guys i did um palm springs palm springs yes and then carter did something else too we did like an oscar episode thing oscar draft which we don't know the results of yet we'll know soon not yet (laughs) yeah and on that oscar excuse me on that oscar draft um it was very interesting because Carter came in with all this Oscar knowledge and I didn't do the best research. I don't think and, uh, <laughs> I, I made some hot takes that are definitely not going to pay off. So which, which me. kind of comes to our topic because uh, Cody is infamous for having some of the hottest, hottest, spiciest takes I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So uh, we decided to do a hot takes episode on movies for uh, this week. And we're very, very excited to get into that. So indeed, absolutely. You had to bring on like the most attractive guest you've ever had too. I mean, hot exactly. I guess all we're literally, <laughs> it's it. perfect. He gets he the perfect face for a for a podcast. <laughs> so, with that, uh, Carter, tell me something, boy. Tell me something, boy. Oh, Billy, uh, what am I into? Well, um, I'm watching Ozark. Right? I don't know if there's any Ozark Ooh, yeah. fans out there. Cody, big Ozark guy. Uh, not yet. I have seen uh, the first couple episodes for a season. Very good, but Very good. Yeah. yes, uh, season four is out. So I've been I've been grinding through that. I'm like four episodes in, I think. Got three to go. It's like part one and part two. Really enjoying that, and I love because um, people say that my dad looks like Jason Bateman. Um, Jackson, can you attest see to that? that? Little, yeah, I kind of see that a little bit. Shout out to Mark. Shout out to Mark. I'll send you Cody. I'll send you a picture of my dad later. Unrelated, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so uh, I've been checking that out, and that's really it. I'm still have not gotten on the Boba Fett wagon yet, so that's on my to do list for sure. I heard this yeah. week was a great, crazy episode. I don't know if anyone watched it, but I've yeah. heard good things. I'm still, I only watched the first two episodes, and I've just been hearing weird stuff about the show. So who knows what it's going to be like? Who knows? But that's that's all I'm into really. Other than this movie I checked out called Parallel Mothers, that was pretty fun. Um, nice. Yeah. 
It's about, I'll tell you before I, before I go away, I yeah, just won't leave give, you hanging. Give it. it stars our girl, Penelope Cruz. And um, <laughs> did you like that inflection I put on Cruz? I did. On I did. Um, it's like all, it's all Spanish spoken. And uh, it's like her and this other woman give birth at the same time. And then they find out that their babies were separated at birth. Like they switched the babies. Pretty wild oh, cool. stuff. Um, and then some stuff happens and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good stuff. But yeah, that's what I was into. Not a lot of movies, a lot of TV. Got to get on Boba Fett. That's all. Jackson, what about you? Um, okay. So for me, I finished uh, watching an old season of Survivor, which was pretty cool. Survivor I also guy. watched. Oh, yeah. I've been I've been really into it. It's trashy. I love it. It's so good. <laughs> um, I watched Moana the other night and. I feel like I've seen this. I've seen this movie in theaters before, but I'm convinced I must have fallen asleep in the theater because I didn't remember <laughs> half of the stuff that happened. And it was awesome. I loved it. Like I liked wow. it way more than I did before. So for I'm you. convinced I fell asleep for that. And then also on top of that, I've just been watching like, you know, the playoffs with the NFL. There was like a crazy mm, true. Like, kind of upsets this past week, which was good. Um, you played pretty lame. I mean, like they, they played like a lame team. It was not very interesting to watch last night. Oh, uh, well, we lost to Michigan the other night, too. So, oh, and we lost uh, to Michigan. Yeah. We don't like to talk about that. I hyped us up. So, well, we should mention Cody yeah. went to Purdue, goes to Purdue. No, I went to Purdue. Yeah. Went graduated Purdue. Uh, last year. That's right. Um, but he still has a Purdue web, web address, just so yeah. everyone knows, email address. But, um, but yeah, I, I hyped us up so big last week after beating Purdue, and then we just laid a fat egg against Michigan. Yeah. So, good stuff. That's why this isn't a basketball podcast because I jinx us. <laughs> yeah the the suit uh was broken like i like usually when uh woodson wears a suit we win and that was not the case this time. honestly good to have that broken so we don't have to hold it over him anymore <laughs> i'm a fan but yeah we love it football Woo! Mm-hmm. cody what about you man what are you into yeah i got a couple of things bounce off what jackson was saying a little survivor hell of a show i don't know oh, <laughs> so i might be the biggest survivor fan out here um so, uh, <gasps> really Definitely back. To- what season were you watching? I watched uh, Blue Collar, White Collar, No Collar. That's yeah. the season I watched. That's, that's a good one. Good. Uh, yeah. Decent. Some interesting characters on there. Obviously, Rodney is a. <laughs> Rodney's a dude. Knows his stuff. Rodney is a character, man. Ooh, I tell oh, you, I, I could go all. The- this is a Survivor podcast now. Yeah, uh, we're changing. <laughs> also, I'm a big college basketball guy. I don't know if you guys know this, but uh, you know, Purdue and IU. Obviously, that was an interesting game. I heard uh, Carter, you're actually there. Um, I was. Did you, yes. say, did you storm the floor? Did you? You bet, man. I stormed that court, oh, baby, in that super spreader event. Up. I was there. I know people who got COVID at at that game. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. I yeah, like, actually, you might want to. Oh, I took a sure. test like three days after <laughs> I came back. Oh, there you go. Yeah, you're yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. Hell but, yeah. But uh, yeah. I, I mean, props to you, but. That was a fluke game, you know. I, I don't think I'm doing much rest here. <laughs> True. <laughs> Rob Fantasy turned into Kobe Bryant against Purdue, but he's back Not down to normal. No. I actually like – I don't mind IU basketball. Obviously, the whole rivalry thing or whatever, but they deserve to be back in the tournament. It, it's been too long without them. Oh, uh, feels good. To say yeah. Love that. Look at that. That's so nice. How about that? I'm a nice guy. Yeah, other than that, though, I mean, also just another sports thing. I actually went to the Pacers game last night. Ooh, fun. Ooh, they got thumped. Yeah, it was historic for a couple of reasons. Uh, Lamelo Ball had his fifth triple double, yeah. and the Pacers lost by thirty. So Oof. you know, all in all, fun experience. But I probably wouldn't uh, go to any games anytime soon. Cause pretty bad. I think I read that that was the most points the Pacers have ever allowed in a game. I don't know if that's true. Sure. 
It was yeah, like 158 or something. In regulation, yeah. Not overtime counting. Oh, okay. That was the most given up, I think. Tough. But, well, you uh, witnessed history. Uh, yeah, a good one to go to, I guess. But, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, other than that, I'm going to throw a shameless plug in here. I checked out Booksmart pretty recently. And, uh, uh, nice. and also, I did a podcast on it with my, with my friend, uh, obviously, Corbin, who uh, has been on here before, you guys know. So, Huge. you know, go check that out if you want. Booksmart, 100% was one of my personal favorites. Absolutely incredible direction, I think, will be wild. It's got a fun cast, fun premise, just a fun movie. So definitely go check that out. But uh, other than that, not a ton. Trying to catch up on some TV and some, uh, you know, newer movies and stuff. Obviously, uh, this time of year, there's not a ton of good movies out True. Uh, other than like Oscar bait. But yeah, that's pretty much everything. Good stuff. Love it. Well, let's move on to News Flash. You think you're too cool for school. But I got a News Flash for you, Walter Cronkite. You aren't. News. Who has news? I have I got news. one. Okay. Let me go first. Okay, fine. <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson says he's doing another video game movie. He did Rampage before. I don't know if you missed that uh, Oscar-worthy nominated <laughs> movie, Rampage, about him and a giant gorilla tearing down a city or something. Does Jumanji um, count as a video game movie? No, because no, it, it has to be an existing uh, Oh, okay property i think anyways he says uh quote we're going to bring one of the biggest most badass games to the screen one that i've played for years what do you guys think i think there's a couple i think uh god of war could be a big one Mm. but i think i hope it's a doom movie just like action like balls to the wall kind of craziness is what i want but was there was there a doom movie already like there's a previous i think there was like an old one but like, I want a new, high-paced, gritty, just like gritty Doom movie. That'd be good. I'd like to see a Super Mario Brothers remake. Uh, maybe he can <laughs> oh, play. Okay. He can play Bowser, maybe. I'm not right. sure. But... I like that. Thank you, you know, you know who starred in that OG Doom movie? Who? Carl Urban. Really? Wait, so The Rock was old, in man. it. Wait, wait, really? He played what? Sarge. <laughs> Okay. Well, let me show proof on that, on screen. No, there the, he yeah, is. That's the rock. That's Doom. When did it come out? Yeah, this came out in two thousand five. OG. That's Doom. more recent than I thought it was. It got a thirty four on Metacritic. Not good. Um, <laughs> Not good. Well, me, I'm looking like forward like a to a Halo the... movie or something. I don't know. Isn't there like one coming out or a TV series yeah. or something? It's Halo like a series, series for like yeah. Amazon or something. I think. Of course. The first poster just got released for it. Yeah. Oh really? Dude, yeah. Jeff Bezos, huge Master Chief guy. Huge. <laughs> That's what I hear. Um, my vote is Tetris. That's all. Tetris. Ooh. I love it. I like that. That's great. But yeah, that's that's one of the news I got. And I got one more if you if you want me to just sure just, through and just, just rattle them off. off, man. All right. Um, Michael Giacchino, I think that's how it's pronounced. Maybe not. Mm. Uh, who scored Ratatouille and The Incredibles and some other things Spider-Man. that are ringing about. Yeah, Spider-Man. No way, uh, home. no way home. He is reportedly going to compose the score for Pixar's Lightyear, oh. which is probably going to be pretty cool. So Electric. Like a, yeah. Go Giacchino. Big Pixar guy, yeah? Mm-hmm. Isn't he? I think he's won Oscars for it, didn't he? Yeah, he did the first two Incredibles and Ratatouille, which in my opinion are the best scores for Pixar. Mm. So, I don't know if he did Soul. I don't either. But I love him. He's great. Oh, no, that was Atticus and Trent Reznor and Atticus 
Ross or something. Not okay. Atticus Ross. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Yes. Anyways, big fan. I think that's cool. Huge. Cody, what do you got for us? Got some news? I do have some news. Um, my first one off the bat, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but a new trailer was released for a movie I'm very excited about. Uh, and the title is Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're familiar with your Pinocchio. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. man. This is the movie I famously picked uh, for an Oscar category in, in a, that podcast that Carter was a, you know, a, a guest on. But yeah, uh, what, did you know, you, what did you pick it for? I don't remember what I category. I think it was something to do with musical score. Uh, okay. Somewhere around that area. I think but, you're uh, right. The trailer, yeah. actually, the trailer is decent. Uh, it's like a minute snippet of just like Jiminy Cricket, you know, pretty much just talking about nothing. But I mean, Guillermo's directing. <laughs> I'm a fan of Guillermo, um, and it's cool. It's like a weird um, stop motion animation. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's pretty niche or niche, whatever. But uh, yeah, I just want to bring that up. You know, Pinocchio. It's gonna be one of the bigger movies of the year, I think, and it de- it deserves more respect in my opinion. You know, that's all I'm saying. If we uh, if we do that Oscars episode again for the next mm-hmm. year, will you repick it for the coming yeah. Oscars? Or <laughs> I'll pick it for every category. Yeah, got to. A sweep. I love it. <laughs> No, it looks good. I, I like stop motion and stuff. So I imagine that it'll be like pretty cool. So. Yeah. I do have one more news as well. I'll just steamroll through them here too. Uh, Hit me. You might have, to cue the, might have to cue the bagpipes here. Uh, oh, shoot. It's like the <laughs> fifth week in a row. Yeah, five in a row. Um, somebody today, actually, they were recording uh, news has come that they've passed. I don't think you guys will know who this person is, but his name, oh, let me pull it up. It's hard to pronounce. His name is Bachik. Uh, I'm gonna butcher his last name. I'm sorry. It's Bachik Mangasarian. Okay. He's okay. a character actor in a lot of TV shows. Uh, the, what I know him from specifically is Agents of Shield. He's in. <gasps> he's in an episode of that. It's basically the one where like uh, they're infiltrating the party and McNawin is dancing. It's that uh, episode. But um, he's been in a bunch of other stuff, NCIS notably. But I just wanted to continue the the bagpipes. If I'm being honest, uh, <laughs> after sure, to do that tradition. That's one of my favorite, uh, just like parts of the episodes. But uh, honestly, great this guy. <laughs> your, favorite part, your favorite part is when we talk <laughs> about people the deceased. Die. Yeah, yeah, that sounds bad. That's not what I meant. <laughs> we love funny it. Bit. Funny That's bit. hot take, Cody, for you, man. Look at look at him. <laughs> Start early, but Wonderful. yeah, rip that guy. Good actor. Um, let me let me segue then into I'll throw in some bag some more bagpipes or just keep the bagpipes going. Because oh no. No, they they didn't die, but they, they have been passed for some time. This week was the two year anniversary of Kobe and Gianna Bryant's death. So I just wanted to shout out that Rip Mamba. That was and, two uh, years ago? Two years ago. Crazy, right? Man, Kobe's really done a number on us. I know. Because that man. felt very recent. <laughs> yeah, it was like before it was like January twenty twenty and then like Everyone was like, man, could this year get any worse? And then it did. And then like two months later, it did. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Rip to a real one. Um, you guys watch Euphoria? I don't. I don't. Either. Okay. Well, you know what it's about. Yeah. Essentially yes. like drugs I've seen and alcohol the memes. and all the Euphoria memes. I watched the first season. I haven't checked out the second season yet, but someone's after Euphoria this year, guys. And it's none other than Dare. D-A-R-E. <gasps> Oh, hell yeah. They're coming for him. I got a quote from them about Euphoria. Um, It says, Euphoria chooses to misguidedly glorify and erroneously depict high school student drug use, addiction, anonymous sex, violence, and other destructive behaviors as common and widespread in today's world. 
that's dare for you. Um, and my take there is um, don't watch it. There's my hot here's, take. Here's or, my hot take. I got one. Uh-huh. Send it in college. Why, why do we got to watch characters playing minors having sex? That's this weird. This is true. Um, like, what's up with that? You know, it's maybe dare has a point. Let's maybe make them dares. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's make them older. I'm on oh, team okay. Dare. That's my hot take. Right. Dare is cool. <laughs> That's very hot. Say no. Just say no, guys. To Euphoria. <laughs> that is the slogan like... of this episode. Dare is cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just like the hard drugs they do constantly, too. It's like, if it was set in college, I feel like it's a lot more believable. Yeah, yeah it's like one of the most unrealistic shows I've ever seen. But damn, do they know how to make some dramatic shit happen. Let me tell we you. I love it. But uh, yeah, so shout out to Dare, I guess. Um, whatever. Um, that is I've funny. Got, I've got two more I'll rattle through. Um, All right. You guys have seen Fight Club, I assume. Yep. Yeah. No, Jackson. I haven't no? seen it. Really? I haven't seen it. Okay, I'm gonna spoil the ending of Fight Club. I, I know the ending. Of Fight is that okay? <laughs> okay. So yes. you know how like at the end, like they're part of this like conspiracy group, and they like blow up a bunch of buildings at the end. That's the, the ending oh, of the movie. I, I did not know that, actually. I just thought that Fight well, Club was on his head. Well, that's true all, as well. Um, but oh, okay. China, you heard of them? Familiar with China? I'm familiar. Uh-huh. They have changed the ending of Fight Club. <laughs> to what? I'll tell you. Um, right. At the end, before all the buildings explode, they cut away to there's text on the screen, and it says, I have the text here. It says... Through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figure out the whole plan and arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding. <laughs> no way. That's awesome. Be a joke, no, yeah. the, the, this is real. Those Chinese communist censors went in there and they changed the ending <laughs> of a movie that was released 20 plus years no. ago. Yes, this, this happened this that's week. Insane. Um, yeah. Wow. Um, how do you feel about changing the plot of a movie 20 years after the fact? That's got to be some some shit that's funny cantery. didn't canada do that same thing with uh they edited trump out of a uh, home alone 2 did they really <laughs> yeah that's, i think so that's hilarious i mean at yeah. least that's not like a major plot point this is the end no, of yeah. the movie oh that's I an mean, abomination you... yeah how do you yeah. change <laughs> that's like such a cool ending i think too for that movie but yeah. china said no i respect it are the buildings like state owned or something in the movie? I, I, they could be. I think it's just uh, the just anti like buildings. Like it's just to say that the police authority always wins. I think is the yeah. Chinese <laughs> message. Interesting. There. So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they censor a lot of their movies. They don't really like like black people in posters or like gay people in posters. So that's not super surprising to me. Yeah, but like twenty years after the fact, <laughs> it is a little weird. It's a lot. Uh, but yeah, and then uh, my last one is about our boy Peter Dinklage, and mm-hmm. um, so they're making this Snow White remake, right? And yeah, um, so Dinklage has a take on the Snow White remake, and his quote is, "You're still making that fucking backward story about seven dwarfs living in a cave together. Have I done nothing to advance the cause from my soapbox? Just point, right? Perhaps. Yeah, that's fair." Yeah. Totally. Okay, Disney fires back. Disney really? responds, to avoid reinforcing stereotypes, we are taking a different approach with these seven characters and have been consulting with members of the dwarfism community. Um, so this tells me one thing. Either Disney was backtracking hard and like doing like, oh, no, we don't have dwarfs in this movie, or Peter Dinklage was just way above his 
pulling his up his bootstraps and was like, oh, I don't know anything about this movie, but if you have dwarves, screw you. So I don't know what's happening here. But no dwarves in Snow White remake is what this boils down to. And they will be, quote, magical creatures. Don't know what that means. Oh, wow. That's all. That's all I got for you. Oh, I have one more uh, piece of news that I forgot about. Um, <gasps> this week, Midsummer joined the millionth, uh, what is it? The millionth watch club on Letterboxd. Oh, shout out Letterboxd, man. Yeah. It's Huge. a very exclusive list. I think only like 50 or so movies have ever been watched by a million users on Letterboxd, but Midsummer made that cut. Have you guys seen it? Hell yeah. I should not. <gasps> Ooh, I know. Interesting. That's the, one, that's the one that's on my list that I've wanted to watch for a while, but for some reason I just haven't got to it. Yeah. Wow. Cody, you truly are one in a million today. Yeah. <laughs> How about that? I can be a million in one. Yeah. We love, love it. it. Sweet. Uh, is that everyone's news? Cody, you got anything else or are we good? No, that was, that, that was everything. Yeah. Perfect. Lit. Let's take a quick break here. A word from our sponsor, and then we will get to our main segment on hot takes. And we're back to a new segment, Jackson. Um, I alluded to it earlier, but this is called you can't handle the truth. You can't handle the truth. How about that? You like that? I love it. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, this is as Jackson mentioned in the opening. Cody on the Cody and Corbin have a podcast podcast has some of the most scalding hot takes I've ever heard. And I burn my ears listening to it. <laughs> and like every week I, we text like Corbin and we're like, Cody was off the rails again this week. I love it. And, <laughs> and we were like, we want some of that action on our podcast. So we brought Cody here and we were inspired to all share some of our hot takes about film, TV, what have you. And uh, and I'm just excited. I, I'm I'm going to clear out mostly for Cody and just react to his. But man, I'm excited. It's going to be lit. It's going to be good. Um, so who wants to start? Do you want to start, Jackson? Or do you want me to start? Or do we want? Cody I can start. To start. Yeah. So I think so. What we're going to do is we each have three main ones that we're going to elaborate on. I believe. Yes. And then we have a rapid fire section that I figured we could all just kind of like read off and then we could say yes or no if we agree with it and just kind of like <laughs> I love past it. them, which I think would be fun. Um, but yeah, I can start us off with my least spicy take. And I, I uh, previewed these with some of my friends and apparently this was like the most spicy, but I'm starting oh. with the least because I think. Oh, all right. All right. Carter, I've talked, I've talked about this briefly on the podcast before. Okay. But. My first spicy take, my hot take, is that Jack Black could and should replace Chris Pratt in every single one of his movies, and the movies would be better off for it. <laughs> now, let me elaborate. Okay. Um, Jack Black is a comedic legend. He's yes. uh, a musical genius, as many have seen in Tenacious D and other, in School of Rock and other of course, things. Of course. Um, and this dude is an agile guy for a for a bigger dude he's lovable but he's like flexible he's he's literally kung fu panda um he can do all of the following movies better than chris pratt okay guardians of the galaxy passengers the lego movie onward her and jurassic world because he's just so much better in every single way and that is my hot take what do you guys think um Okay. <laughs> I didn't expect I, that to be fair. Yeah. I agree with you on most of those. 
Okay, which obviously, one do you agree? He gives off the same fun energy as Chris Pratt does in any animated film, so I'm with you there. Mm-hmm. Some of the action stuff, I'm just a little... like So am I like picturing... Because like famously, Chris Pratt was also a, a large man, but he got in shape to do Guardians. Yeah, I, so ima- then, I imagine he would get into some sort of shape. He maybe wouldn't be like as chiseled. Okay, it's just so hard for me to picture jack black buff if that <laughs> he doesn't makes... have to be buff is the thing he's gone he he you're right yeah he's like yeah he's he's like solid you know he's not like this crazy he doesn't have the glamour muscle but he's like stocky and solid right is he also i have a question is he replacing him in parks and rec as well um no that's the one thing because of the age i think is like the one weird one maybe oh okay that's a good take i think the uh, i bet car like the animated stuff you're probably right. Like onward, they could use a little bit more fun, I think, from that character. But I don't know about like, me- Jurassic World, that iconic shot of the, the Raptors. <laughs> I don't know. Jack Black fits into that. <laughs> Let me ask you one question. Do you really need to be buff to train Velociraptors? I don't think so. I don't it think you need to be buff to ride a motorcycle with Velociraptors either. It would help. Is he still kissing Bryce Dallas Howard at the end? Yes, obviously. <laughs> and she would be lucky. Okay. Does it become strange with the love interests that he shares in the movie? Like, can you imagine Jack I don't think Black so. I really making, don't think so. making out with Jennifer Lawrence in space? Well, okay. So the passengers one is interesting because I think it adds to it a little bit. Like it adds like a little bit more mm. layer of like, oh, this is a creepy like situation that just happened. This is okay. wrong because okay. he is Jack Black a little bit because he like um you kind of lose a little bit of like the pretty boy facade in that movie of like, oh, like he's so handsome and Maybe they're meant to be together. It's like, oh, sure. no, he intentionally let you out of that pod and stuff. Like, Interesting. I don't know. But let me tell you one thing. Jack Black could out Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt in Guardians of the Galaxy so hard. He is perfect for Star-Lord. Dude is music obsessed. <laughs> Dude is funny. Dude is, he could play a thief. He could do that. He, he's quippy for sure. And he's, he, have you seen him kick? He can like <laughs> kick his head if he wants to. Dude is like the perfect face. And and he's an unproblematic king. Let's put that there too. This is true. Yes. This is awesome. He's he's the perfect face for your franchise. He doesn't abandon his special needs child. Is that a thing that actually happened? Well, Chris Pratt, you know, just they have he has a child with Anna Ferris, and he has, I don't know if it's Down syndrome or but he has he has special needs. And then he posted, have you seen this Instagram post that he posted? Because now he's like married to Arnold Schwarzenegger's Someone daughter, else. which is bizarre, yeah. just wild, what? but yeah. <laughs> um, but then they I'm had lost. a baby, they had a baby. And then he like was subtweeting the health of his other child. He was like, I'm so blessed to have a perfectly healthy, normal baby boy. And oh, everyone man. was like, Ooh. Oh fuck, Chris. Pratt. Oh no, <laughs> that's not um, good. I happen to know for a fact that Jack Black loves his kids very much. Cause you see true. it on his YouTube channel, Jablinski games, where he's underrated a, a- YouTube channel. <laughs> It literally is. Um, but yeah, I just really like Chris Pratt. You could, or not. Oh, God. Oh, Jack Freudian Pratt. slip. I know. Um, Clip that. Yeah. Have you, Clip that. Have you seen him uh, singing on like late night shows? He yes. sings like uh, War Pigs. And it's amazing. I highly recommend you check that out. He sings it on like Jay Leno. It's like one of my favorite videos. I watched it like 12 times. Today. Have you seen him playing like the toy saxophone on Jimmy Fallon? Yes. One, He's such two, okay. three motherfucker. So, yeah. <laughs> Do you not want Jack Black like with a Walkman just jamming out and like kicking space 
rats. Like, come on. Like, dude could dope. sell that so hard. That's all, I gotta gotta that's all I got to say. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that's a hot so... take, though. Thank you. It's, that, it's, yeah, that's, that's, that's your coldest of them. Yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. I mean, any reason to get Chris Pratt out of those movies, too, it's kind of like, I'll take it with a grain of salt. Whoever it is, they can do better. But, yeah, I like it. Lit. Perfect. That is my first one. You boys can uh, carry the torch from here. Cody, you want to go or me? No, I'll, I'll go first. Um, my uh, my first one is not as hot either, um, but it's still a little sizzling. So, basically, everybody's down on DC, and uh, fairly so, fairly so. But... Uh, my hot take is 2022 is the year of DC and hey, Marvel is in the dumps. Um, <laughs> so off the bat, <laughs> the yeah, dumps. Hot take. Uh, I like this take. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do too. I mean, Marvel, they've had an interesting 2021. I think it was a strong 2021, but there's signs of weaknesses. Obviously, you had Spider-Man No Way Home, which just wrapped everything up beautifully. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you had Black Widow, you had what? Yeah. Uh, Eternals, that was this year kind of, but mm-hmm. sort of a few misses in there. And their TV, I like it a lot, but I don't know if general audiences are as big a fan as I am. Um, Vision, okay. goaded show, so good, goated. absolutely. But DC in 2022, they have a few projects. I don't know if they're all going to get released. Obviously, the Batman is definitely going to get released. Hell yes, that is going to make a lot, a lot of money. I'm mm-hmm. very excited, obviously, to see that. And then also, I think a super underrated movie, The Flash. You got Michael Keaton coming back. They're finally doing a Flash movie. The Flash in general, as well as one of my favorite characters. So I'm hyped for it. Mm-hmm. And they're doing Flashpoint, which is such a fun story. Yeah. You can do so many things with it as well. Um, and then also Aquaman 2 is coming out and Black Adam. Aquaman, I think, is a little bit of an underrated DC movie. Just I because agree. it is DC. A um, hot take within a hot take. I exactly. like it. Wow. <laughs> it's got a it's got a lot going on. The the costume design, I'm not a big fan of, but it's actually got some interesting themes. Good performances. Jason Momoa is surprisingly not terrible. Mm. Um, but yeah, Marvel this year. Uh, they have more TV. Miss Marvel. Eh, I'm not too sure about that, honestly. And then the Hulk trailer or uh the whatever, Hulk. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jennifer Walters, yeah. That also looks a little uh and then the one I am worried about is Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, Ooh. just because of the fact that they put the entire trailer at the end of Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> that is a little fishy. I think oh. they've been doing reshoots for it too, like a bunch of reshoots. Yeah, I, don't know. yeah. I think they just wrapped reshoots. Yeah, yeah. I think that's just like a massive red flag. Like you have no confidence in this movie at all. You have to throw the entire trailer out at a movie you know a lot of people are going to see. It's um, the first time they've ever done that. Yeah, like post post credits rise, right? Yeah, I think so. I think maybe they did it like Captain America 1 where they put sort of like an Avengers trailer at the end. Oh, Um, maybe, yeah. uh, But regardless, I don't know. It is kind of a hot take, but DC had the chance to make a move here. Like Marvel's a little bit vulnerable in the waters, I think. And, you know, here comes a shark. DC, I got confidence in you, but I don't know. We'll see. They've also released promotional. I don't know if that Batgirl movie is coming out in 2022 oh, or if that's yeah. like later but they've been promoting that a lot too online yeah. which i think is pretty cool the costume looks sick too yeah it's pretty interesting yeah it's pretty good i'm i'm really excited for for dc stuff i'm a big dc guy like initially like more than like marvel yeah. like in general i think mm-hmm. like spider-man's probably the best but like dc in general overall i like better 
I like that take. That's a good one. That, that's, that's pretty solid. Yeah, so, I might be with you. And who even knows if the Black Panther movie is coming out this year? And also, because that's a whole mess yeah. too. So I feel like that won't. Come that's going to be pushed back. I think it's November as of right now, but I don't know. Yeah. Letitia Wright is a plot problematic queen. Let me mm-hmm. tell you. Anyway, I like but yeah, I'm with you. Batman, hell yeah! All you this need to release so is good. if oh, they just yeah. release the Batman. That's a dub. That's a dub. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Um, okay. What is my coolest take here um i've mentioned this before on the podcast i'm pretty sure a long time ago but my hot take mm-hmm. is how has to deal with how i define what a christmas movie is boys and girls oh okay um and, and so i'm going to defend one movie that is a christmas movie and then i'm going to destroy one that is not a christmas movie that people think is a christmas movie um die hard is a christmas movie okay, okay. with me there and it's a wonderful life is not a Christmas movie. Interesting. Okay. You with me? So here's the okay. thing. How does Carter define a Christmas movie? I'll tell you right now. I define a Christmas movie as a movie that takes place for the majority of the film around or on the Christmas day or on the Christmas season. Right mm-hmm. now, if you've ever seen it's a wonderful life, have you guys seen it's a wonderful life? I have not. I have. Yeah. Classic. Come on. Amazing. Okay, I'm not denying that It's a Wonderful Life is a classic. It is a five-star movie. It's amazing. However, <laughs> the only Christmas things that happen or takes place on Christmas is like the last 30 minutes of the movie, right? Yeah. And the majority of the film is like the life of George Banks. and Is that his name? George Bailey. George Bailey. George, George, yeah, that's right. Yeah. George Banks, I think, is the father and the father of the bride. Anyway. Um, <laughs> All right. It like takes place over like George Bailey's like life and everyone's defense is like oh but it embodies the christmas spirit yeah but does that make it a christmas movie i would say toy story embodies the christmas spirit but that's not a christmas movie some people would say it is but it isn't because there's one scene at the end of that movie that is like oh it's christmas time andy got a dog and then it's a christmas movie get out of town so die hard is a christmas movie because the whole movie takes place on christmas the entire movie and then he says some fun things like, ho, 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 or like, yeah, <laughs> but it like takes place like they're at a work office Christmas party. And then Alan Rickman comes in and fucks shit up and it doesn't sound like a Christmas movie on its head, but it takes place on Christmas. Therefore, it is. So Thoughts. can I ask a question? No, is <laughs> is your whole basis? It has to be like within the Christmas day. Not necessarily Christmas season christmas season okay so just like okay so like would shane black movies count as like christmas movies iron man 3 yeah iron man 3 is yeah. a christmas movie yes interesting uh-huh. okay it might not give so like you something... christmas vibes mm-hmm. like the whole like there's a lot of depressing like not very uplifting christmas movies of course but yeah but like if it takes place around this this season or around the time that's a christmas movie likewise halloween is a halloween movie but Friday the 13th is not a Halloween movie. How about that? I see what you're saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you're about me? the Nightmare Before Christmas? Now that's a yeah, Christmas where does that movie. Fall? Okay. Okay. I like that. I don't know. I feel like uh, It's a Wonderful Life. It spends a, a decent amount of time at the end. I mean, it's just like it's a blizzard at the end. I, I would assume it's Christmas Day, but you're yeah, kind of right. All that is Christmas. Yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. 
I mean, people are like, like, oh, and he has a guardian angel the whole movie, and that's a Christmas Eve vibe. Bullshit, says Carter. <laughs> I don't know. Go go watch it. This Jackson, this will be your, your New Year's resolution. Go watch It's a Wonderful okay. Life. And tell me if you agree with my hot take here. Okay, I will. I have one follow-up question. If only one third of it, so like it can have an entire third of it be in Christmas, like ish, and then that like counts, or that might not count, is what you're saying. Correct. I would. I would want at least fifty percent Christmas time. If I'm. If okay, I'm, is a Christmas Carol, is a Christmas yeah. Carol a Christmas movie? Though? Of course, yeah. But it doesn't take. Over fifty percent of it doesn't take place on Christmas. They go back in time, not on Christmas Day. But the at least two thirds of it, but the initial point is on Christmas Day. So you could argue, whatever, same thing. Not really, but same (laughs) Christmas vibes. But they go back from the point from which they started, which was Christmas. Would be my argument for a Christmas Carol. Um, Yes, come at me in the comments. I dare you. I love it. I I don't know if I necessarily agree with this ruling, but I respect it. Hey, is what I'll say. That's all I can ask for. I can ask for respect. <laughs> I would that's, say I probably mostly disagree as well, but a little less, Ooh. little less respect for me too. But. Oh, that's fine. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> wonderful. We're we're batting a thousand already. Jackson, number two. What you got? Okay. Are you guys familiar with what a red flag movie is? Um, I know what a red flag is. Like, okay, so so a red flag movie for those who do not know is like, oh, I really like the Joker. Like, I really oh, like okay. American Psycho. I and really like, like Fight Wall like, 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 yeah. yeah, the Wolf of Wall Street. So basically, it's like the idea of like liking something for the wrong reasons, kind yeah. of, and that's like a red flag movie. And this okay. usually applies to guys, like to the film bros, if you will. Of However, I have of I have found the first red flag movie for women, and this is my hot take. Okay, oh. Midsummer. Sorry, you haven't seen this. Oh. Okay, is a red flag movie for women in the same way that the mm. Joker is a red flag movie for men. Now, let me explain because this mm. may seem weird. I'm going to spoil this movie for you, so I'm very sorry. Uh, um, <laughs> the uh, movie ends with our protagonist, uh, Florence Pugh, becoming like a part of this cult as she watches. It's like not just a regular cult. It's like a white supremacist fascistic cult. Uh, she, be- she becomes like the crowned person of this like festival as her boyfriend is who is like bad, but not like not deserving at all of what happens to him he basically gets uh drugged and raped and then stuffed into a bear and then lit on fire as he's paralyzed and he burns to death while he is like aware of it and that's like Mm -hmm. the end of the movie and while it doesn't necessarily have to be a red flag movie like as someone who took a bunch of film classes um a lot of women tend to really love this movie and i don't blame them because it's a really good movie However, I always have to wonder and ask why, because sometimes more often than not, I always get that it like they say that it's like an empowering movie, like 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 that final scene is so amazing. Mm. And to that, I say that is a red flag. You fell for the fascist white supremacist cult. You should not have. (laughs) 
So that is my spicy take that Midsummer is a red flag or it can be a red flag movie for women. Uh, um, I both agree and disagree. <gasps> Why? Um, well, I disagree because of one of my hot takes coming up, actually. <gasps> Ooh, um, okay. But I agree that people will ruin the allure of a movie because of the problematic reasons that they like a movie. Yeah. So the things that like maybe you and I appreciate about Midsummer Jackson, like mm-hmm. the shots, the filming, like like the all the filmmaking techniques and everything, that gets distorted because everyone is like, yeah, fuck man, let them burn, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, in that sense, I agree with you. But yeah. Um, if you like it for other reasons, it's not a red flag movie. Just like correct. you could like the Joker for like being like a fine movie or whatever. But if you're like, I am the Joker, I really, I, well, that's tough. I with the Joker. That's the <laughs> red flag. Like yeah. you can, you can like the Wolf of Wall Street like you do. Correct. Carter. Yeah. But if you like it in the sense of like, I want to be Jordan Belfort. That's tough. That's the red flag. That's big so, tough. Yes. So in that sense, this is like the equivalent of. So that. yes, I agree with you that people just in general ruin movies for others because of the bad <laughs> connotations that they put yes. onto it because of their verbose understandings of them. Yes. yes. I'm with you. Love it. I agree with that Perfect. as well. I mean, sort of the, the idea of liking the movie for the wrong reasons. Yes. Uh, <laughs> just because some dude gets, you know, massacred at the end of the movie shouldn't be really the reason you like it. But I do like the red flag for girls. Cause I haven't heard too many movies like in that category. It's true. I, you always hear like, like you said, the film bros or like the frat stars. You always have those <laughs> lost movies. I feel like we need it on the other side too. I mean, we yeah. get like a more of a trend. I think it's a good we, idea. The guys guys... definitely uh, dominate the market. So, have you yeah. guys seen a uh, promising young woman? Also, I haven't. I've heard it's like not great yeah, in that aspect. I feel like it. If you watch it, let me know when you watch it because I feel like a very similar vibes like it's obviously about a woman doing not great things but she's empowered to do them because of some trauma that she's encountered with Mm -hmm. men being bad Mm -hmm. but obviously the resolution isn't the right resolution but i'm sure women feel empowered by that as well but again that's just good storytelling and if people are liking it for the power of the storytelling that's fine but if they're like hell yeah i'm gonna go stab a guy in the dick or whatever (laughs) oh god i don't know if that i don't remember if that happens but in theory (laughs) <laughs> anyway Brutal. yeah so i'm with uh, i'm with you jackson ultimately yes we love it amazing cody don't drink colts yeah don't drink colts is the the message of this episode <laughs> wonderful no problems uh yeah my next uh hot take it's getting a little spicy now Ooh. but yeah uh basically i wanted to talk about a specific trilogy of movies uh-huh. and my hot take is toy story is the best trilogy of all time. Oh, <laughs> it is getting very hot here. Okay, um, but yeah, obviously there are some very good trilogies out there. Mm-hmm. The most obvious one I think is Lord of the Rings. You have some the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go on and on here. The Dark Knight trilogy, very good. Uh-huh. However, yeah. um, Toy Story beats all of these trilogies for one simple fact: all three good, all three movies are very, very, very good. The first Toy Story, obviously classic. Toy Story 2, I think, is very underrated. Um, It goes in a different direction. Toy Story 2 is better than the first. Totally. I 100% agree. I'm glad you got done saving. Absolutely. (laughs) 
Oh, Stinky Pete, is that his name? Oh, yeah, of course. Actually scared me as a kid, I'm not going to lie. But on a rewatch now, just the themes are awesome. And then obviously Toy Story 3, probably the most critically acclaimed one out of the series. Yes, um, sir. I, the fourth one doesn't really count because we're talking this, about trilogies. Yeah, that this was going to be my Story question. Story Erasure. <laughs> <laughs> what about the fourth one? No comment on the fourth one. But, I mean, just to poke holes in the other trilogies as well. Lord of the Rings, it's sort of just one movie. I count that as just one story altogether. Toy Story, each movie has its own themes, very different. Um, and then Dark Knight and also The Godfather, classic trilogy. They both sort of have a terrible ending, I would say. Yeah. Dark Knight. Yeah. They fall off. I, could definitely, I could definitely see the claim of, like, it's, like, the most, like – good all the way through like it doesn't really have like a slow point i like that but yeah go ahead i was just gonna well I, i'll let you finish because i'm about to tear it apart <laughs> but go ahead <laughs> <laughs> i was just gonna say the dark knight rises i'm not a fan of that movie uh i i do like bane the whole voice thing it's throws it great. but it's definitely not as good as the first two i would say mm. um and then obviously like return of the jedi sort of in that same boat where it's good but it's not Empire. It's not the first one. And then Godfather 3, like, that's an absolute joke. But <laughs> by closing, um, I'm staying spicy. I mean, Toy Story, how can you not love these movies? I don't know anybody out there who's a Toy Story hater. And the amalgamation of that trilogy, I think, compared to pretty much anybody else you can compare to, it's not close. Uh, so Toy Story, best trilogy of all time. Okay. Um so <laughs> Carter's gonna say something mean. I woke the beast. No, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I agree that all these movies are amazing. So in your well, first of all, I need I need to know your comment on Toy Story Four. Are you a fan? Or are you not a fan of Toy Story Four? It's good. I'm not a massive fan of it. The whole, I, I mean, the themes are cool. I don't really like Sporky or Bo Peep. I don't think it's that interesting of a character either. I love Toy Story 4. <laughs> I cried so hard when I yeah, watched Shana it. Yeah, Shannon Reeves was awesome in it. I wept. Yeah, I Bro. wept in the theater. Um, I think I cried harder in this one than I did uh, Toy Story 3. It hit me uh, harder as an adult. It hit me hard. I don't know. I don't know what it was, but it was hoof. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so I love Toy Story 4. And th- th- this is the only reason that I'm just going to disagree with you because it's not a trilogy. There's four movies. That's, <laughs> that's all I'm going to say. And I'm going to just... <laughs> <laughs> is Star Wars a trilogy for you? The original trilogy, yeah. But it's not. There's not. There's more than. There's more movies. movies. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, but then they they each consider there's three of each one, and they all at least they consider them all to be its trilogies because it's different stories, but it's all one. If that's story. the case, I mean, then I mean, why is the- Palpatine back? Huh? Well, I don't if know. If it's really a trilogy, then why well, is listen, Palpatine back? Rise of Skywalker fucking sucks, so I don't want to <laughs> talk. Decanon. Last Jedi is even worse, so. And that, if that's the case, spicy. Ooh, that's a spicy take. But um, I mean, if that's the case, like then the Lord of the Rings isn't a trilogy either, because then you have the Hobbit. Hobbit. Yeah. Man, we're unraveling here. But Indiana Jones <laughs> isn't really a trilogy. Right. Indiana Jones can't be considered. There's going to be a fifth one in 2038 or whatever. But yeah, interesting. Well, Cars 3, I think, is the best trilogy. Uh, <laughs> the car franchise. Cars, Cars franchise. Cars 2. Might be the worst movie we've ever seen, but yeah, okay. There we can agree. We found common ground. <laughs> all right, that's all we needed. But yeah, I mean, I think that is a good argument. Like, there are four movies, but <laughs> <laughs> I can't really argue. There. It is not three movies. Yeah, so, I don't know. but out of those three, I you love know, it. That's that's oh, a good take. For me. That's it. Yeah. Great stuff. Um, 
right, I'll, I'll move on to mine because it kind of relates to Jackson's. Um, okay. About red flag movies a little bit, but mine Ooh. is specifically about the Joker, right? Oh, okay. Um, my hot take is Joker is a great movie, right? <gasps> and I think the Joker did exactly what it was supposed to do. Okay. Explain. I, well, first of all, I don't give a shit about the taxi driver comparisons or the king of comedy comparisons. Every movie is inspired by other mm. movies. That's fine with me. I don't care. Okay. I don't care. Well, I should say, I shouldn't say I don't care. I do find it problematic that the movie inspires people think the movie inspires dangerous behavior or mm-hmm. promotes patron that he's the patron saint of incels or whatever, you know? Yeah. I, I, I get that. I get that. That's a connotation of the movie. Um, but I mean, go watch any other action movie or any serial killer movie or any movie where they paint mental illness in a dangerous light. It's not telling you, this has been my old thing about licorice pizza too this year. It's not telling you how to feel. How you feel is how you feel, right? And the movie is not claiming to be responsible for people's actions. That's not a film's job. However you interpret the movie is your own cross to bear. That's just my first take there. Everyone will react in a different way. And, you know, I'm not sure why we paid so much attention to this specifically if like say taxi driver does the same thing and that's considered a masterpiece, it's basically the same story. Right. But it's yeah. what you were saying, Jackson earlier, that it's a considered a red flag movie because it thinks that, because people like it for the wrong reasons. Right. They're like, mm-hmm. wow, I want to be the Joker. That's so yeah. cool. I want to shoot Jimmy Fallon in the face. Like, <laughs> like James Corden, James Corden, James Corden yeah, would be the opposite. Yeah, definitely James Corden. <laughs> um, but it, it's just like my take with movies that get like labeled as red flag movies. Like they're only red flag movies because just a few handful of people are like, I'm going to go shoot up a movie theater because I'm inspired by the actions of this character, mm-hmm. which is clearly like, that's a problem with that individual and their mental wellness. And they should have that mm-hmm. looked at. And that's, that's, uh, and then that's my only take on the jo- the Joker specifically. I think if the movie was not called Joker, had no affiliation to the Batman whatsoever. I don't think anyone would bat an eye. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. I think the big difference between Taxi Driver and Joker is like the commercialization of it, right? right. Like you have people dressing up as the Joker for right. like Halloween. Because like then it's just... mainstream, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So, yeah. So it's like, you know, and same thing with like, you know, Taxi Drivers. I, I like Taxi Driver a lot. I like American Psycho a lot, but I admire it for the storytelling of it all. I'm not going out and being like, I want to go I've, murder Jared Leto, which I'm sure some people do, but I don't, you know, I think also what it gets at the root of, I think why people like maybe clown clown on the Joker so nice. much is that I think, I think because it is a very like cinematic film feeling kind of movie Yes, yeah. that uh, it, it opened the gates for a lot of like guys specifically males like let's be real it was mostly yeah, yeah, a male yeah, yeah. like males kind of ran away with this mm-hmm. um it was a lot of it, it opened the doors to a lot of new film bros and i think the film community in general just wanted to stomp that out as fast as they could yeah because i, I would agree let's be real yeah. like we don't, we don't love when like a bunch of like a bunch of dudes who have never watched movies before get like fake deep on us especially Correct. like in like especially in a community that's already so gatekeeped as is yeah yeah. So like that makes a lot of sense to me. I, I see where you're coming from for sure. 
Yeah, I think you guys had similar just takes on that in general. But I mean, going back to just Joker in the movie, it is kind of ripping off Taxi Driver and them throwing De Niro in our faces as well. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> it is a little. And then they just take his head off as well, which, you know, is like a big F you to Taxi Driver, I think. But I do agree <laughs> with what you're saying. Sort of in what Jackson was saying as well, the film bros trying to join the group just because they like the Joker you're going to get some backlash, I think, from just yeah. general moviegoers if they do that. Um, yeah, I 100% back that today. I don't think it's super sizzling, but I think most people would be like, if you like this movie for those reasons, like, you kind of have issues. Like, right. that's not what it's meant to yes. do. Yes. I, so, I, I do want... think The Joker's a good movie. I, I back it. I don't know. Can I yeah. tell you something funny? Um, when it came out, me and my roommate, Evan, who I live with now, and our friend and uh podcast guest uh jeff we all got together and we're talking about it and jeff was being really quiet about the ending because like me and me and everyone were talking about it and we're like jeff like what did you think he goes i'm gonna be honest i didn't finish the movie and we were like what and he's like 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 with the last couple minutes when the guy like was at the whenever like the joker went to like the late night show or whatever this weirdo stood up in the middle of the movie theater and started clapping and cheering and we got really scared and left. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's yikes. <laughs> I remember going to the theater. We went with Quinn. I went with Quinn and maybe Davey. Yeah. I don't remember. But I went and then we sat down and then we left the theater. And then Quinn <laughs> leaned over to me after when we left out of the theater. And he was like, I was just looking around the whole time to look for culprits <laughs> who were going to shoot us up. And I was like, like oh. yeah, I felt the same way kind of going to. I was just because like. To be honest, yeah. my anxiety, every time I go to a movie, I'm like, oh, man, this could be the one time it happens again. Mm-hmm. But like specifically with the Joker, I was like, oh, man, this actually could maybe. <laughs> be can, I, can I give you and then I'll pass back to you for your last one, Jackson. But can I give you my hot yeah. take within a hot take? Yes. Oh. If I die in a movie theater, what a way to go. <laughs> Before it starts or like how far in do you want to be? As long, if, if you read in the newspaper, Carter Sims found dead in a movie theater, wouldn't that be so poetic? it would be yeah it'd be sad it would be sad oh yeah i hope your first reaction would be shoot but after that you'd be like it's how he wanted to go i mean we get the bagpipes for the next episode so that's all about (laughs) (laughs) wow that's a good way to go i mean if you're gonna pick you might as well doing something you love true that's right anyway all right (laughs) jackson (laughs) let's move on to our final hot takes how about you start us off okay Yes. So this is my spiciest take. I am uh, taking it all the way to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Hey, now. Per usual. And I, who are your favorite villains in the MCU, guys? We got Thanos. We got, Loki. you know, Vulture, Loki. We got some good ones, right? The, the biggest, one of the biggest villains in the MCU is the American government. <laughs> Let me elaborate on this. Throughout the years, yeah. uh, the the American government and the MCU has been notoriously awful at just like and truly terrible. Let me tell you some of the things they've done. Oh, and let me follow this up. Iron Man is another honorable mention. So I'm going to follow up with some Iron Man villainous stuff too. Okay. Okay. Love it. All right. <laughs> All right. Here are some things the U.S. government did in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. One, they gave military contracts to weapons dealers that were also given weapons to the terrorists. Two, they sent a nuke to New York City. Three, (laughs) 
Uh, War criminal Thunderbolt Ross was made Secretary of State. (laughs) That's the most realistic to me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Or the vice president elaborately kidnaps the president in a plan to assassinate him and become the president of the United States. Five. Hydra Nazis infiltrate an entire organization of the government to control it from within. Six. Other Hydra Nazis have been shown to infiltrate other organizations, such as the Senate with uh, Senator Stern. Uh-huh. And then uh, finally, those Hydra Nazis tried targeting and drone striking the most powerful leaders and individuals in the world. So that is why the American government is one of the biggest villains in the MCU. Moving on with <laughs> Iron Man being another honorable mention. All right, here are some wow. things that Iron Man did. Tony is responsible for Ultron, and with what happened to Sokovia. That is all him. And maybe some with Bruce Banner, but mostly Iron Man. Okay, another thing. Tony stopping weapon manufacturing after learning terrorists have them in Iron Man 1 does not absolve him from the billions he made in war profiteering. That's my. That's another spicy take. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, Tony wanted a surveillance state. Tony was the main reason why the Avengers split because he caused Sokovia. And then like, he kind of wanted like the whole, like everyone controls the Avengers, even though like he's basically the reason why they need to be controlled in the first place. Um, I also got Tony creates clean, self-sufficient energy and only uses it to power his weapons and his penthouse. That technology is not shared as far as we know with like the entire world, which would like solve like most problems. Uh, presumably Tony destroys all of the aim research that allows people to regenerate their limbs. He just does not share that information with the world. So they don't get to do that. Um, and finally, Tony left a fleet of drones that are arguably more dangerous than all of shields drones in captain America, the winter soldier to a teenager. And that is my thoughts on that. What do you guys think? Definitely very, very spicy. Um, off the bat, <laughs> uh, the government, yeah, they're definitely not good. However, um, just to combat you a little bit here, um, you're talking about obviously Bunch and uh, Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, they did do a lot. They did, I mean, obviously, Hydra infiltrated everybody and they targeted like all of the threats. I mean, but the ending was uh, Captain America stopped them. And who created Captain America? The government. So basically, like they're just creating wars, but they're stopping at the same time. Yeah. So I mean, they they are bad, but they did some good in there as well. That's hey, I'm not saying they're I'm not saying they're like they're definitely complex characters. Okay, they're very much like uh, um, oh, who's Killmonger, right? Like they're very Mm -hmm. controversial. They do some good things, some bad things. Very interesting. Yeah. Is your take essentially leading up to that Thanos was right? No, Thanos is not right. (laughs) Okay. No. I disagree. <laughs> Thanos could totally just redistribute like all the, you know, supplies and food and okay, resources and everything would be fine. So, yes. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, that is my take on the MCU. Uh, that's like, that's Tony wild. Stark, yeah, Tony, Tony Stark's the villain, honestly. I definitely back that. He's, he's the most fascist guy out here. Here's all I got to say. If there is a hell, Tony was going there until he snapped. That's all I <laughs> wow. got to say. His sins were not absolved until he brought half of so, the universe back. So was he, he redeemed? redeemed he's redeemed? Yeah, yeah I think saying? he's redeemed now. Uh-oh. I think he's Uh-oh. redeemed now. That was the hottest take in this entire I think he, <laughs> up until that point, you could consider him a villain. 
And that's that's my he died a hero. Okay. Okay. But he lived long enough to see himself become the villain. So you're telling <laughs> yeah. Him? Yes. Yes. He did exactly both. Wow. Saying. He did. Both thirty. That is my hot take. Thank you. I, that's spicy, Jackson. I like it's it. It's very spicy. I don't even know how to properly attack it because I don't know as much well, about you it can. as you. You're right. It's rock solid. Oh, shit. Oh, hey, if, you, if you're talking about... Oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to say, if you're going to complain about that it was the Nazis that infiltrated it, mm-hmm. who did Operation Paperclip in real life and in the MCU, the American government? Dang. That's where they brought the Nazis into the government. Yeah, I mean, they work for them. I mean, I'm with you on the government take. Yeah. But- who was the vice president who was trying to take? Was that Iron Man three? Yeah, it was Iron that. Man three. Yeah, I've been seeing that movie forever. Yeah, he teamed up with rem- Killmonger or with uh, Guy Pierce, uh, Killian, sure, whatever. Killian yeah. yeah, I don't remember Guy- that part at all. <laughs> yeah, because remember, um, I haven't seen it in a long time. At the time. very end, you have the president in the uh, war Bro, machine, yeah. like par- like the Patriot. Armor Iron Patriot. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yeah. I need to rewatch yeah. Iron Man three. Jeez. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to, but I guess I should. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Do you want me to go on to the, our next hot take there? Please. Yeah, do. let's do it. Do you have a, a vendetta against the government as well? <laughs> uh, maybe a few, but uh, I won't go into it too much. <laughs> uh, I do have a very, uh, I think, hot one to end the, ep- I mean, obviously not end the entire thing, but my biggest, I think, take here, and it is, uh, it's going to attack one of your guys' favorite movies, I think, <gasps> which is uh, Interstellar. Um, <laughs> oh, spicy my hot Uh-oh. take is interstellar well it's twofold i think it's the most overrated movie of all time especially <gasps> in its imdb ranking which is ridiculous oh that's true and i think it's no one's worst movie he's ever made uh, wow <laughs> wow just to give my my spiel off the bat before you guys come at me um i think visually it is unbelievable. Obviously, like the scientific stuff behind it as well, with the black hole is very, very cool. They actually mm-hmm. made like scientific breakthroughs, just like creating this, yeah, uh, like, which is so awesome, I think. But mm-hmm. in the general scheme of the movie, like, what is this plot, bro? Well, I, I don't know what it is. Anne Hathaway is monologuing about love for a half hour. And then the next thing I know, like, it's a cool scene on a water planet. It's very strange. Matt Damon shows up for no reason at all. I think he ruins the movie. (laughs) What? And that's not even for the twist. The bookcase. I'm sorry. I don't know how we went from uh, a logical space movie with, like, some cool sci-fi in between it to, you know, F it. Like, we're just throwing him in a bookcase, and he is the ghost. He's doing, you know, Morse code and all this stuff to Murph. The Murph and uh, Matthew McConaughey <laughs> relationship is very good. That's mm-hmm. unbelievably good, I think. That acting as well. McConaughey, it might be one of the better acting movies, I think, too. But the script is terrible. I can't stand this movie. Uh, I've seen it twice. <laughs> and both times, I was so angry. Oh, when man. It but, um, yeah, it Steven, I'll let you guys get your pieces in here because I know you guys like this movie. I just have to say that listening to you guys talk about Interstellar was my first introduction to your truly hot takes. So this is like kind of perfect. Full circle. Um, this is my favorite Nolan movie. Really? And favorite movies of all time. Um, so I'm going to let Carter take it while I kind of what? gather my thoughts from this hot take. I'm okay. First of all, let me attack the take that this is Nolan's worst movie. Mm-hmm. Um, have you seen Insomnia? I have not. I, that one. <laughs> <laughs> there may be an exception. 
Robin anyway. Williams, I mean, how can you not love him? But I haven't seen it to be very fair. bizarre. Robin Williams is a serial killer. Very, very bizarre cool. term. But um, yeah. Um, well, this is always people's problems with um Nolan movies is that they are major high concept and don't always follow through on the execution of it. Would you agree, Jackson? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like they got a lot of ideas and he writes with his brother, Jonathan, and they have a lot of big ideas. And I think that I don't even consider them. I don't even consider interstellar like a movie. I consider it like a spectacle. Like (laughs) I, it's not my favorite Nolan movie that's on record. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think it's visually stunning. It's, it's, it's in Christopher Nolan movies that a lot of shit doesn't make sense. And you just have to, embrace it you just got to live in the moment is that is, is true is my argument for that but jackson do you have your thoughts together i just wanted to say that the uh the whole like bookshelf scene at the very end is is very intentional because like that's how he would pers- like basically it's him like the reason it's a bookshelf is because that's like the only way he could possibly like understand and conceptualize what like the fifth dimension is right like so that's kind of why it's like designed like that mm-hmm. um but yeah He's his ghost, Murph. Don't go, Murph. It's love, Murph. It's love, Murph. It's perfect. Oh, fucking love that movie. There are some good scenes in it. Like it, it's a movie that for me, like I just don't want to rewatch it. And if it, if like it comes to that, I would rewatch any other Nolan movie before that. And I think that's what makes it bad. Also, I mean, going back to the IMDb, I think it's like twenty or something all time. I mean, those rankings. I think it is highly overrated on IMDb. I'll give you that. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, Spider-Man No Way Home is like number eight now or something. Oh, on yeah. Is it really? Like, those yeah. rankings are so skewed and such bullshit oh, yeah. on there. Like it's ridiculous, but. I've backed that too. But I mean, just in general, <laughs> it's not a bad, bad movie, but there's just irks about it that make me really dislike it. So that's, that's why I'm throwing it out there. Um, I know Jackson. I respect it. I think it was in your um, bunker, right? He yeah. did take it to or his bunker. No. Yeah, you did. Yes, didn't I you? did take yeah. it. I, think so. I did. Yeah. yeah, I took it. Oh, yeah. Big fan. There. Just see your reaction. I kind of just wanted to see that too. But <laughs> yeah, hey, I will. I, I will always respect spicy. someone for not liking a movie that everyone loves. That's that's True. that takes guts. Yeah. So appreciate that. Man. I like you. it. You're you're fucking wrong, but I respect. <laughs> <laughs> that's all um, I wanted to hear. <laughs> great stuff. Um, okay, I'll. I'll I'll close us out here. Um, my hot take, my maybe spiciest take, is that comic book movies are ruining movie theaters. <gasps> wow. Oh, All right. So, for anyone that knows me, I am a I am a theater purist, right? Like, I will see the worst movies ever in theaters. Yeah. I will see a drama. I'll see a biopic. I'll see cats in a theater, right? right. Yeah. I think that the great champions of film and the theater experience are getting older. Your Spielbergs, your Scorsese's, you know, and they're defending. You've seen them time and time again, defend seeing impactful stories with depth and that say something about something other than a giant explosion or a sick superhero suit. Right. Fair. Um, I think the most powerful stories out there are being sent to streamers in our, in our post COVID world and movie theaters are going to struggle. I don't know if you've read Ben Affleck's interview that he gave a couple of weeks ago, Mm -hmm. but his whole point in it 
well, he was talking about like being Batman and everything. And he gave an interview where he said that these small movies or even movies that like made millions of dollars at the box office in like the early 2000s, your dramas, your biopics, your musicals, what have you. Mm-hmm. Movies you would see make hundreds of millions of dollars in the theatrical run will be sent to streaming services. And it's diminishing the magic of seeing a, a movie on the screen in a theater. And all these movies will go to streamers and all that'll be left in movie theaters are these giant spectacle Spider-Man six and Batman four. And don't get me wrong. I love these movies, right? Like I live for them and Mm -hmm. that's a great theater experience. But I think that the way things are going, that these movies will not be in theaters anymore. And that scares me because uh, if I have the opportunity to see a movie in the theater, I will. Everything is eventized to the extreme now with superhero. And I think that's the only thing that people go see in the theaters. Like I watched the tragedy of Macbeth in a movie theater. Jackson watched Dune at home. Cody hasn't seen Dune. Right? I was sick. I didn't want to cough and ruin everyone's time. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. That's so, why I watched it at home. But it was the, awesome. The point is home. you had the option to watch it at home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Before the fact, I mean, West Side Story, a, a musical, a movie musical, a movie that would have made like, $500 million at the box office 10 years ago flopped. Yeah. Venom let there be carnage was a box office success. What the hell? I mean, we can't put movie musicals in theaters anymore, but we can put Venom three in there and it can make more money. That, 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 that irks me a little bit boys. And I think we're losing the dramas, the biopics, the period pieces, the weird experimental movies, which are some of my favorite stuff. I saw Swiss army man in a theater. That's not happening in 2022, so 2023. I just think talking about lamp came out this year. I know. And it failed. <laughs> um, but I think that we're losing the opportunity to see those movies in the theaters because the only things that are making money in the post COVID world are like Spider-Man, which is fine. I loved watching Spider-Man in a theater, but I'm just nervous for the rest of movies that aren't the big tentpole movies. That's just me. I have a, I have a rebuttal for you. I Hit like the spicy it. take. I think your Hit anger me. is misdirected. Okay. And let me tell you why. Hit because me. this comes into one of my rapid fires that I was going to elaborate. <gasps> that I wasn't going to elaborate on. Good. And that is the more, well, it's a combo of two things. One, well, first of all, before I even get into those, I think a lot of those old school directors are coping because they haven't made like good movies like in a long time. And that's just kind of the reality of it. Like, let's okay. be real. Fair. You want to you want to yell at uh, Scorsese or whatever? He's making the deals with the streaming services. He's not going to the theaters and doing it. To if be fair, really, also, if he really wanted to help, he wouldn't be doing that. I will say I don't agree with Martin Scorsese's takes on Marvel movies. I will yeah. throw throw that out there. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But like with Spielberg, like this, uh, his his West Side Story was like the first good movie he's made in like a decade, arguably. Like, yeah. A lot of these directors just haven't really made stuff for like modern audiences, which you do have to kind of evolve with your base. But this is getting at something more important. One. Uh, mega corporations are buying all the studios, which is a huge issue. This is true. Yeah. Which I think I think it comes down to. And two, sure. The more, and this is my hot take that I wasn't going to elaborate on, but I will if we need to. The more that movies uh, are at least two and a half hours long, the more people are going to stay at home to watch movies. People like don't want these long ass movies. Like they they want to be able to pause and like go to the bathroom if they need. They want to be able to like make food or like I mean I don't agree with this, but like check their phone if they need to or whatever. But like I think like a combination of like mega corporations buying out all the th- all the different like things that like make the competing movies. So now there's not as many, 
And then like, obviously like the three and a half hour long run times are a little too much for some consumers these days. But that's just my take. Cause we've kind of went in, we've kind of evolved into like short form media now. And that's kind of how we consume things. And we don't have the intention span anymore, which is bad. Maybe that's, that's my, yeah. Maybe that's what my hot take boils down to is that this TikTok <laughs> generation won't go. We're see, terrible. Won't go see licorice pizza in a theater. <laughs> Damn, Gen Z. No, but I, I do agree with what Jackson's saying too. Like, I think Disney might be more to blame than just literally. Like, oh, Disney's to blame for most general. things. Well, yeah, yeah, true. But I mean, all these movies, like you're talking about, more of the Oscar bait. It's all streaming now because no real studio will put it out there and take a chance like they did with West Side Story, and yeah. then it bomb. I mean, th- there are like like you're saying, um, the whatever the Lamb movie. There are some like weird ones out there that do make some money. I think the Green Knights. Green Knight was awesome. Yeah, yeah. like there's good, good movies movie. still getting made. It's and just like, nobody does want to go see. I, I agree with Carter too. The theater experience for those kind of movies, like I feel like I need to be in the theater mm-hmm. for those, but just because they're so niche, they're so like different and cool. If I watch that at home, it's gonna be like, all right, this was kind of just a weird movie. Like if I saw it in a theater, it actually like maybe make an impact on me. Yeah, I wouldn't pay attention at home. Like that's the, my big thing at home. Yeah. I can get on my phone. I can look around. Like. Yeah. I'm just the complete opposite of the people that like watching movies at home. Cause I like to just shut out everything and turn my phone off and just like sit in a theater for two hours in the dark. Well, and for me now, uh, like, especially with COVID and stuff, I'm just like able to relax and get into a movie way easier at home right now, which is like unfortunate, well, but like, cause like halfway through a movie, like in a theater, that's like three hours long. I'll be like, I have to pee so bad. And then literally that's all I think about. And I don't want to miss anything in the movie. And it's just like, oh, it's just like a nightmare for me. I don't know how you guys feel about that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, well, I think my hot take, maybe, okay, another hot take within the hot take that I won't expound upon. But when I go see a movie, I don't get up at all. I, I don't either. Uh, yeah. Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever gotten up. I don't think I ever have. But yeah, I don't know. So I guess my, to boil down my hot take, it's just that I'm worried for the state of movies, which I guess isn't a hot take. Totally fair. Yeah, no, that's fair. Hey, I like it. He came out hot. It was I spicy. Think, I think okay. No Way Home like really didn't do it any favors either. Um, just like I feel like there will be some more nostalgia bait movies like that specifically. Just because yeah, it takes true. so much money. Like and to be fair, like I don't even know if like comic book adaptations are like the reason. Like I would say like the like shameless reboots of shit. That's like like at least like with the adaptations, you're getting like new stories that you haven't actually like really seen before. Versus like Space Jam Two and like ghostbusters how dare you like, space jam you know what Legacy. <laughs> yeah whatever like i'm just saying like i feel like those yeah no, are i got almost you. worse because at least like those aren't even event movies like at least the other ones are like getting people into the theaters right I don't yeah know. well that's the hot take i didn't want to bring onto this episode because i did a 45 minute episode by myself on, <laughs> where you on, did rant about on it. the death of movies because of reboots <laughs> like home sweet home alone but but yeah, yeah that's an underlying concern as well i don't know i'm just like concerned it. man that's all i gotta say Tweaking Do we have a uh, rapid fires you guys want to get into, and we can just like say yes or no to them? Oh yeah, sure. You want to lead us? I'm gonna off, go Jackson? last because I have oh, a lot. Go I have a lot, so maybe I should go last. Cody, you want to go first then? Absolutely. Yeah, I do a few here. Okay. Um, some more a little higher than others. First off, off the bat, uh, we're talking about Scorsese, so I do have one about him. Uh, my hot take: The Departed is his best movie. That is a bit of a hot take. I think obviously people have issues with it. I think just the Leo uh, Matt Damon dynamic is so good. And then you just have a psycho Jack Nicholson. Um, I don't know. Obviously he's made a lot of good movies, but 
The Departed is probably my personal favorite. I've not seen it. I can. I have no comment, so my really? answer is no comment. Oh, you I, have to watch. Uh, I've seen you, uh, it. I think it's know. great. It's yeah. not my favorite Scorsese movie, though. Yeah, right. I figured it wouldn't be most. I feel like the general public would say it's not like not maybe not even in their top two. So yeah, it's probably my top five. I would say, yeah, <laughs> it's, my, it's in my top one. Nice. Wow. Save <laughs> it. Love it. Any others? Yeah, you, you want me to rattle them off? Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll rattle okay, them off so and we'll this- say agree or disagree. As we go. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. All right. Uh, my next one, I think 21 Jump Street is the most underrated comedy since 2000. Uh, wow. <laughs> I don't know why. But I know there's I would, may- I would maybe know. agree with that, but may- it, co- it conflicts with one of mine that I'll get into in a second. Okay. okay. Just the, the meta, uh, meta humor. Jonah Hill, obviously, classic guy. Um, but Danny Tatum is really the standout, I think. He's co- yeah. comedic wise. I don't think he's really done anything since either that is to this level. Um, And then you have, you know, Ice Cube and the Dynamic 2. It's a lot of fun characters. It's a really fun premise. And I feel like nobody talks about that movie anymore. And, uh, yeah, why not? Most underrated comedy. I'll agree. I'll agree. Just, yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) They might get a little hotter here. All right. I got a few, a couple here at the end that I I feel like you guys might have different opinions on. The first one is uh, The Muppets which uh, I believe was released in like 2010 or something, somewhere around there, the Jason Siegel one. I think it's the greatest musical of all time. <laughs> Banger. Oh, I'll agree with that. That's a fun one. All right, oh, I agree. That's what I like. Musical of all time. Absolutely. I mean, the songs, you can't get them out of your head. Am I a man? <laughs> Am I a Muppet? You literally can't beat that. You are right it, up Jackson's alley right now, man. Oh, man. Yeah. but uh, the whole soundtrack is great as well and the cast Amy Adams I think one of the better actresses working today she's in a Muppets movie that's sick uh, but yeah the cast is great even like the introduction of the new character Walter good stuff you know oh, all around big, big Muppets guy so yeah disagree uh, <laughs> I'll take I one out too there and then my last one which uh, I think is more funny than anything else but I think Popcorn should be permanently banned from movies. <laughs> I agree. Really? I agree. As I'll someone... tell you why. why. This is the most woke thing I think I've ever said, but dude, it's a mess. It's literally you're just eating <laughs> yeah. butter. You're eating butter. It's terrible for you. And you this know, is great. it's kind of annoying when the person next to you is like chowing down on popcorn the entire movie. Totally. It takes forever to eat. Like it's a third act and somebody's still eating their popcorn in the back. Uh, so yeah, get rid of it. Why not? As someone whose high school job, like it, it, my job was to like sweep popcorn up after the movies. Like if you got rid of popcorn, it would be so much easier. Like that it was so bad. It is so gross. That's also true. Like even if you dump it, yeah, if you don't finish the whole thing, they literally just like throw it on the floor too. It's like what's the point? Kids' movies are the worst. It's so bad. I agree. I don't like popcorn, so I agree. Get it out of my get it out out of my safe haven. I love it. Perfect. Um. Okay, you want me to go then, Jackson? Is that it for me, Cody? Got any more? And that was it for me. Uh, you know, oh. few few spicy ones in there, but not too I bad. I like it. I like it. Um, okay, I'll go. Then Jackson will round us out. Um, All right. I think Pirates of the Caribbean two and three are just as good as the original. Sure. Yeah, I agree. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Right. One, yeah, wonderful. No. I only have a few. Um, watching Kevin Spacey movies still does it for me. Ugh, no, definitely not. I can separate. I can separate the art from the artist. You're a big That's, Nine Lives fan? Is that what you are? <laughs> I've not seen that movie, but now <laughs> I'm gonna a be a shaggy dog. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but like I can watch Usual Suspects. I can watch Baby Driver. No problem. 
Um, yeah, Baby Driver is the last luster for me. Um, I think Johnny Depp is one of our greatest working actors today. Nah, you nah, lost me there. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I knew that was hot. Okay, my final one might be my spiciest one. Jim and Karen from The Office were a better couple than Jim and Pam. Oh, better couple. (gasps) Oh, I I don't know. I you can't elaborate, so I'm going to disagree. But if you would have elaborated, maybe I I think they have more fun. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) You know, sometimes a fun relationship doesn't equal a good quality long term. We never could have found out. That's true. All right. Anyway, my for my rapid fire, uh, the first one. The Dark Knight isn't even in Nolan's top three best movies. Disagree. Oh, wow. Disagree. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> All right. Next one. Hard Forrest disagree. Gump is terrible. Disagree. Hey. Disagree. I'm kind of with you there. All I'm right. 50 on that one. When looking at the top five superhero movies of all time, none of them are MCU movies. Um, the thinker. Uh, disagree. I probably disagree with that too. All right, fair enough. Um, everything <laughs> special and appealing about MCU's take on Spider-Man was ripped off from Miles Morales, which makes me think that we should have just started with him in this continuity. I agree with that 100%. I think Tom Holland is Miles Morales in body a little bit. I don't yeah. I don't know enough about Miles Morales to agree or disagree either way, so I'll agree. You do. It's the MCU version. Okay, Anyways. wonderful. Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg are the best comedy movie makers after the year 2000. I might agree. Yes. Uh, I'll probably disagree. Fair enough. Yes. Uh, the best feminist movie of the modern era is Mad Max Fury Road. Wow. Nice. I like that. Little Women? Uh, nope. Okay. I'm with you. Furiosa. Okay. Disagree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Uh, movie leaks are going to become more and more a part of Twitter culture, and that's a very, very bad thing. Agree. I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Tough. TikTok! Right. <laughs> if the Fantastic Four and X-Men in the MCU aren't majoritively cast as people of color, they fucked up colossally. Wow. Sure. Yeah, I'm all for that. Um, I'll skip over the movie one because we just we talked about that earlier. Nice. Timothy Chalamet is the next Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, I think uh, I think agree. I won't elaborate on why I agree, but I agree. You can't. Sorry. Sorry. And then finally, Ari Aster, Jordan Peele, and James Wan are the future for the horror genre. Of course, yeah, that's an agree. I agree with that. And that's all I have. That's good stuff. Thank you. I just I, I disagreed with you at the start, but I got there. I'm with you. I got there with you. <laughs> it's Interstellar. Uh, I can't elaborate. I won't elaborate. Elaborate. It's Interstellar. It's uh oh gosh. I'm wait, really wait. forgetting this. Before you go, let's do this in our next segment, which is the list the is list life. Is life the list is an absolute good. The list is life. <laughs> How about that? We're flipping it on its head. It's Jackson's list is life this week. Jackson, what are the top okay. three Nolan? Well, let me look up Nolan movies really quick because I'm an idiot. Number one, Nolan. Insomnia. No. <laughs> Number it goes, two, follow ooh, ooh. It's definitely, first of all, it is, oh my God, what are all these joke ones? These are so weird. 
What is going on? Joke ones. I don't know. Someone someone uploaded a Joker thing about Christopher Nolan. What is this? I don't know. Anyways, it goes Interstellar. <laughs> it's yeah. the magic one. Oh, prestige. prestige. Oh, prestige. I back that. And it's Batman Begins. Those are his three best movies. Batman, Batman Begins is better, better than The Dark Knight, and that's all I'm saying. You're, you're full of it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> it's the way prestige. better. The Prestige, that's a good movie. That's a that's a great movie. That's right like there. top top three movie all time for me. Oh wow. Oh respect. yeah. Respect. Respect. I'm, you got I'm a, very high on. You got a top three Nolan Cody off the dome? I mean, Dark Knight, it's gotta be there. Hell yeah. Obviously the prestige. Mm. Big, big Dunkirk guy. <laughs> Not as big. Harry Styles, you know, he's all right in it. But got to. I'd probably say Batman begins too. I mean, Inception, I think, is in the conversation, but I think just the origin of, of Batman, you really can't do it better than that. So I'd probably say that. Yeah. I'm with you guys. That's fair. You know, Dark Knight sucks. Carter's in. <laughs> I am no longer. It doesn't suck. It's, just, it's not a good Batman movies. movie. And that's just, that's. You're that. right. It's a great movie. Um, yeah, it's a great Joker movie. <laughs> uh, no, actually, Joker is. Uh, whatever. Incel. <laughs> anyway, um, Cody, do you want to. Uh, pick a number for list is life or do you want to know anything on the, the big list or, or what do you want yeah absolutely i'll pick a random number give me the the, the total again how many is it how many uh i am up to currently 2217 mm. let's see if i can snatch a good one here i'll go i'll go a little low i'll go 469 wow Sick. nice good number 469 that will be oh hey now four sixty nine, which is considered very good movies in my book. This is four yeah. stars. Four sixty nine is a little film called Eight Mile. Seen Eight Mile? Oh, <laughs> I've seen the rap with I'll drop a beat for you. Yeah, hell yeah, Eight Miles Electric. Eminem, hell yeah, Oscar winner Eminem. Come on now, he won an Oscar for this. Yeah, oh, yeah. for Lose Yourself. That's the song nominated yeah. for, oh, an Oscar. for the song. Okay, yeah. No, he didn't. I thought it was like for acting or something. Best (laughs) actor goes to Marshall Mathers. (laughs) No, Eight Mile is sick. Right, I have Eight Mile right below. This is the end, which is uh, Seth Rogen, Evan Goldberg. Great, I watched that like two weeks ago. So good. Underrated Channing Tatum performance. Back to your Twenty One Jump Street take, Cody. Yeah. Are you talking about? And this is the end. Yeah, when he's the gimp. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. He's he's Michael Cera, right? Him, Michael (laughs) Cera. It's him and uh oh gosh the dude's got him on entourage, the right he's got him on the leash or entourage, entourage. you're talking Not Cody. entourage oh yeah that's that's Cody saying I'm thinking of Eastbound and Down that dude Danny oh, McBride oh, Danny. yeah <laughs> good stuff so good. anyway shout out Eight Mile four sixty nine baby okay wonderful that was Love the list is life move on to our final segment Jackson what is it I'll have what she's having I'll have what she's having. Recommendations to the people. Uh, what you got for us, Jackson? Ooh, I am going to recommend <laughs> two things. One, rec- I recommend uh, School of Rock. Go watch that movie. Yes. Hey, yeah. It's got great Jack Black. And two, go watch that YouTube video where he sings War Pigs on Jay Leno. It's awesome. And three, while you're looking up celebrity singing songs, watch Jim Carrey uh, sing I and the Walrus. Those are all really good. That's all oh, I nice. They're awesome. Some juicy suggestions this week. Um, I'll go and I'll let Cody close us out. Um, 
Uh, I think last week I accidentally said Willem Dafoe was hosting SNL. It was Will Forte last week. This week it's Willem and, Dafoe. Oh. I apologize profusely to everyone who turned on SNL and it was Will Forte. Ain't so sorry. A neat trick. Nice. Um, so that I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting Ozark. Keep watching that. I'm suggesting Boba Fett because I haven't done it and it's a promise to myself to watch Boba Fett this week. And I'm going to follow through because I'm a man of my word. I told you I'm a man <laughs> of my word. <laughs> oh, no. Anyway, I am the Our Joker. It's going to get shot up. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, um, and uh, Cody might do the plug, but check out Cody and Corbin have a podcast, too. I'll plug them here. Well, as well. Anyway, I'll yeah, toss it over good. to Cody for his final recommendations. Absolutely. I got a couple. Um I've been watching, I got HBO Max recently. So if you guys have any nice. recs for that, definitely mm. let me know. But uh, I started Game of Thrones for the first time. And, oh, uh, boy. Strap in, buddy. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty good so far. I'm uh, about halfway through season one, and it's ramping up. So, uh, yeah, yeah ramp up. don't spoil it too, too much for me. But um, as well, I mean, just general recommendations. I don't have anything too crazy. I'd just say, you know, if you do, you know, just look, enjoy, like, talking about movies, come over on podcast listen to an episode if you don't like it you can leave like it's all right it's not great content but it's something these, <laughs> oh it's oh don't say it's great it's really good no no these guys this is a podcast man i'll tell you what very good stuff you know corbin corbin he's he's he's, he's not the best guy to host you with you stop. you're starting new corbin. beef cody you're starting new beef with your co-host <laughs> Within nah, the family. Corbin, oh, God. Uh, Corbin does. I love him. But uh, yeah, we got to get you guys back on for a few more episodes because I don't know. Oh, I just love absolutely. with you guys. So really do appreciate you guys, uh, you know, let me on. And yeah, it was a fun one, I think. Absolutely, man. It. This was great. Um, Jackson, um, where can the people follow us on Instagram before we go? They can follow us on Instagram at roughcut underscore pod. I put a poll out for our last thing uh, that we did with the, the bunker stuff. It's been, you know, neck and neck for people picking Ooh. who the, whose selections they liked more, you know. Mm. So it's I been... voted for myself. I also right. voted for myself. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Wonderful. Um, with that, we're done. We did it. Huge shout Ooh. out to uh, to Cody Webb once again for joining us. And uh, shout out to Corbin over there as well. Shout out to Cody and Corbin have a podcast. Check them out. If you like us, you'll like them. They just talk about movies and stuff, and it's delicious is how I'm going to describe it. it. Delicious. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, that's it. Thank you. We love you. Bye. Be safe. Be good. Goodbye. In case I don't see you. Good afternoon. Good evening. And good night.